Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. They've done in our lives is, are still here, but um, Mate Virginia Williams, who at uh, 95 lived a long and blessed life. Carol Jane's mom, Tommy's mom. Um, she was an aunt to me my entire life. Tommy and I grew up together, same age. We just grew up like brothers and still are. And my Aunt Jenny went home, passed home. Then my Uncle Jerry, about 80, 65 days later, Jerry Stafford went home, another adopted uncle. And uh, um, these people just put so much into me, and not just me, but my siblings, my family, and, and um, they've been oaks. And uh, um, if you turn to um, Psalms chapter 1 with me, I want you to look at something today, and we're going to talk about the power of oaks in our life. And the oak tree is an amazing thing. I don't know if you knew this or not, but it's the national tree. It's our country's national tree. And uh, the oak has, um, in in America, there's uh, 60 different species in America. All fall under the white oak and red oak. So I just want to say that to you because all people are going to be different. Don't compare one oak to another. Don't compare one strength of a person to another because the Bible says, you know, it's not wisdom to do that. So I begin to think about the oaks in my life and trying to do a better job of, um, of honoring them. And uh, Psalms chapter 1 says this, verse 1, said, Blessed is the man and woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his or her delight is in the word of the Lord. How many knows God's word will bring peace? Amen. And in his law or word he meditates day and night, he or she. So... The meditation of the word brings strength. Uh, there's four things about an oak that is normally known. Number one is their strength. Number two is their resistance. Number three is their beauty. Number four is their ability to bear lumber, to produce. And an oak produces, it reproduces itself simply with acorns. And an acorn starts small, but it grows. And the truth is there's powerful people in our lives that have brought knowledge, they have brought resistance, they brought strength, they brought morale, they brought encouragement. And this is our fifth Sunday, and we have our kids in here on fifth Sunday. So I want our children to be imparted unto today the strength of oaks in our life. Look what it says there also. He or she shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in due season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he or she does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they're like the chaff which is driven away by the wind. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Verse 6, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. I just want you to think about this this morning, about the oaks in your life. The people who provided the strength, provided the shade, they provided the spiritual grace in your life, and and this day is about honoring everybody. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to learn to honor you. Everybody do that right now. Amen. And the word honor means to respect, to highly esteem. It, it means to have great, great respect from your heart. So I want to start today by honoring some people here. And I want you to join with me. And first of all, I'm going to pray that we honor the Lord. How many thankful for God today? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you today that we can honor you that you're full of holiness and majesty and grace and mercy and love. And Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to die for us. He honored us while we were unhonorable. And he turned our lives around. And Father God, we thank you for the person of the power of the Holy Spirit that comes to impart unto us power and grace and guide and protect and convict. And we give you praise for that. And everybody said, Amen. Well, I want to uh, honor, and I'm going to ask my sister to come up here right now to help me and my brother, if he will, but um, I, I want uh, my sister and 
can you talk? My brother, he won't be happy with him for a week, so so be it. So anyway, amen. Thank you, Cody. First of all, er, er, and kids, watch now. Listen, kids, you come on. Stand on one on each side. Pretend I'm in a casket. Y'all stand up here on each side and bless the people. I'm just kidding. It's all right. I got years to go. Shauna's the oldest. Um, <clears throat> I'm the oldest. Dulick's three years and a half, and Shauna's 11 years behind me, right? Amen. So this has been a joint effort. Our Father's in heaven. I'm very thankful for our daddy. Um, he was a man's man, and there wasn't any confusion. Um, he never was confused on what bathroom door to go in. But anyway, that's another whole series. But, Mom, I want to honor our mother. I'm Jean. Um, the Bible says, with one man, disobedience came into the earth, and sin was released. And by the second man, Jesus, the second Adam, righteousness came into the earth. How many say amen? amen. I want to encourage you today that your life makes a bigger difference than you realize. And I want to encourage you today that you are providing shade, you are providing nutrition and grace and mercy for people. And mom, I just want to honor you on not only being a mom, but a, a spiritual mother to so many people and a, and a blessing. And your, your faithfulness, your grace, your mercy. And mom, if you hadn't obeyed God, this is all about honoring obedience. If you hadn't obeyed God and uh, married dad, for one thing, we wouldn't be here. Mom, mom tried to figure out everything and tries to, you know, get ahead of everything. And she about figured this out. But she said, don't make a big deal. Don't get me up front of it. Whatever. All that stuff. Okay. okay yeah. I know, Mom. God be the Lord. These flyers are for you. Turn around so they can get pictures. That's what. Come here, Dooley. Come here, Dooley. Dooley's her favorite. Shauna gets most of her time. I'm okay with it. Now, mom did a great job, her and dad. We didn't always follow suit, but uh, the, the consistency, the love, the grace was always there. And uh, from time we were born, she, she's, you know, Jesus first, everything else followed. But she did have some help. I wish everybody could grow up and have a family. We're dysfunctional. We're really dysfunctional. They write books about people like us. But I wish people could grow up with the love in this family that we had. And mom had a lot of help. We, we were blessed to have great grandparents. Um, we, we really were, grew up on the farm. Uh, but mom had a lot of help from my Aunt Ruth. She's going to kill me, but Aunt Ruth, you got to come up here. My Aunt Ruth. My Aunt Ruth Kemper. Amen. These are the corner posts that kept us straight. These two women... I'm telling you, we had to really, really want to be bad to be bad because these women were consistent and solid and loved God and faithful to church. And these two women, my Aunt Ruth, and um, come over here, but Dooley Aunt Ruth. And this is my Aunt Ruth. She's never aged. She's, she's, she's. Um, does one of your, one of your children want to come up here and speak? Is Chris out there? The, the, not the heavy one, the light one. Yeah, there you go, Aunt Ruth. Everybody reach your hands out here. Father God, I thank you for the oaks in our lives and so we've just been blessed to have people like my mother and Aunt Ruth and my Uncle Bob and my daddy. We just, I'm just so thankful for cousins who were brothers and sisters. And Father, that's just you enhanced it with your spirit. That's what the bloodline produced, but you put your spirit upon that, Lord, and we became sons and daughters of the Most High. And I just thank you for continued long life for Aunt Ruth and, and Mom and what you're doing in their life. Just the last will be the best. And we give you praise and glory, and we thank you for the oaks in our life in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. 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 Well, thank you, guys. We love you. Ain't Ruth's mad, but that's okay. Y'all can, can be seated there. Amen. Get a little family stuff out of the way there. Amen. Amen. I got one more. Uh, uh. And I want to say this to you. There's many of you out there are your oaks to, to me too. So I'm, I'm just, God led me to do this today this way. So I, I just thank you and, and I hope I show the appreciation and the love and respect and esteem. But I got one more to honor here right now and then, and then uh, um, we're going to move on. This oak's not super old, not super young. And this oak has been an inspiration to me from the time um, she came into the earth. 
her faithfulness, her consistency of never quitting and giving up, I just I marvel at her motor. And um, I know at times I've not always treated her fairly and been the best I could have been. But I want to I want to give this to my sister, Shauna. And on behalf of my brother, I don't know why they got all the looks, and then I look in the mirror and I'm going, God, this ain't fair. <laughs> but I love my sister. We love our sister. And um, I thank you for being an oak from the time you were a little fella. And this is something that you can tear apart and make into different because you tear everything up and make it different. So I love you. And, uh, you want to say something? You want to say something? All right. So, phew. Everybody say, thank God we're through all that. Amen. No, it's, it's, it's good and it's, it's great. And uh, we have some guests in the house today. They're going to come along here and introduce themselves. But first of all, I want to introduce um, Pastor Gene and Charlotte Weaver, who came to Owen County in 1979, 8, somewhere in there, and became pastors of the Lighthouse and our, our shepherds for many, many years, and so many things they did. They come here today to honor my mother, and uh, Pastor Gene, if you all want to come up now, um, what do I do with the, oh, here, the microphone? They're going to share some things about honoring, honoring mom, and uh, please enjoy. Hallelujah. Amen. My name's Jim Weaver. This is my wife, Charlotte. We've been blessed to be a part of this family, really. Amen. Uh, they said something to me about giving history uh, of what, how we all happened to be here. And uh, I think they chose me because, actually, I'm the only one that really knew Moses personally. <laughs> but, but we really are, and you are too, a part of a miracle of God. Amen. I remember in 1975, some tall, skinny fella by the name of Blaine Bowman <laughs> and the Children of Light came to the Union Baptist Church. Hallelujah. And he was just trying so hard to get him a little life in that place. So finally he said, why don't everybody wave at God? So he finally had a bunch of Baptists with their hands <laughs> in the air. But that was the beginning of a movement of God, and that was part of it. And I remember that Charlotte and I were living in Dallas, Texas at the time, and we came home one day, and my sister Sally, I had no idea you guys were gonna be here, but Sally and Charlie had had quite an experience with the Lord. And all of this was part of a movement of God that actually started probably around the middle, late 60s, 1960s in Pittsburgh and moved on to South Bend, Indiana and all over the world. We know it today as a charismatic movement. And that movement began to touch people in all denominations, Baptist, Methodist, and so forth. So Charlotte, I'm gonna let you tell them about our visit with Charlie and Sally that day at their house. Well, they went to visit them and they started telling us all about this experience that they had had and, and uh, I, I guess from what I understood, they, they, were, they were nearly near divorce when this happened. And they got in the car and took a ride one day and went down around Lexington and uh, started having a conversation about God. And at that time, neither one of them were living very close to God from what I understand. But anyway, they had this conversation about God. And while they were doing this, the car was filled with the presence of God. And all of a sudden, they really realized that the roots and everything they'd been taught is really true, that God is real and that he loves us and, and so forth. And anyway, God spared their marriage just through the experience that they had. But they came home and they started telling 
Gene's brother Johnny and, and, and Gene about what happened. And next thing you know, next thing you know, we're attending meetings. Any place where we hear something unusual is going on like miracles and things happening that we're, we're not used to in the church that we go to, we started going to these meetings. And all of a sudden, we started learning about the power of the Holy Spirit. We didn't know anything about that. Only thing I knew going to the church I was from was you were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that was about as much as we were taught. But after we started learning about the power of the Holy Spirit and all of these things that, that really were brought to us through Charlie and Sally, all of a sudden, during those years, our entire, entire family came to the Lord, most of them filled with the Holy Spirit, and that work began in the Weaver family. Amen. Uh, Pastor Jane, uh, Pastor Jane, sorry. Could I interrupt just a second? Sure. I want to apologize to you. Frank's been lying to you for four months. This is about you two being honored. Would you be seated, please? Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what, I've been so excited to know Frank could lie habitually. It's just been brought so much. No, I'm just kidding. Um, God told us to honor me, the Oaks, and I started with my mother and my aunt. And my sister, and that's all legit. That's all legit today. That, that wasn't a front. That was, that was a real. How many knows that's true? Amen. But God says, I, I, I want you to start back to who got you here. And by two people's obedience, it's like my brother said, I don't know if we'll be alive or be in jail. Because two people's obedience to come in a virgin territory with this new gospel of the Spirit. And uh, anyway, we got a whole bunch of people want to talk to you guys. So starting with Frank Ripper. Thank you. <laughs> well, I got to apologize to you for lying to you for four months. <laughs> you don't know this, folks, but uh, I... Pastor Pat and I have been talking about this for probably a couple of years, and, and last June we kind of set some things in motion, and I talked to Gene and Charlotte and, and um, told them a big fib. And the thing about lying is that when you keep lying, you've got to remember what you said before. <laughs> and, and, and Gene would call me every now and then and ask me about this service, and I'd have to make it up again. He called me twice this week. I figured if you called me today, I don't know what I was going to do. But I want to I put a few things in perspective, and those of you that know me know that, know that when I open the Bible, it's a dangerous time. But I want to take a few minutes and talk to you about why we're doing the things that we're doing. This is all about remembering and learning. Those of us that go back with you, it's about honoring. It's about remembering. Those of us that, those, those that are in here that don't know you, that don't know where we all come from. It's about learning where we come from. Because when you get born again and, and enter the body of Christ, you just, you just come in to a, to a, a, a fight, a, a maintaining, a, a walk that's been going on long before us. And we can get some things misconstrued. And so a lot of today is straightening some things out. This is where we come from. This is who we are. This is what God has done. This is what God continues to do. Let me... Um, Take you just briefly to uh, Joshua. Joshua chapter 4. This is the story where they're going to cross the Jordan River and attack Jericho. And Joshua says to them in, in verse 5, of, of chapter 4. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan, and take up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according unto the number of tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask, that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. 
And then over in verse 21, it says it again. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask what their father ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. Charlotte, I'm so grateful that you, that you shared what you did, how this started in the charismatic movement and where we come from. And it's not a shame to be where we're from. Um, in Genesis 18, this is the story of the three individuals that come to Abraham, and, they, and, and Abraham, uh, in the culture of that time, you know, entertains them, feeds them, you know, gives them a place to rest, washes their feet. Then they get up to go. And it says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? And one of the reasons, and he says, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to tell him what I'm about to do. He's going down to look at Sodom and see whether it's, it's what he thinks it is, what he's been told that it is. And he says, no, I'm going to tell him. And the reason he says I'm going to tell him is because he will teach his children. He'll teach his children. Over in Acts 20. The Apostle Paul. For Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus because he would not spend the time in Asia, for he hasted, if it were possible for him, to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. Why does the Apostle Paul, a New Testament, Spirit-filled Christian, care about an Old Testament feast? This is the value he places on doing these things. They remind him of who he is and where he comes from. He even tells them later in that chapter, you're not going to see me again. And, it's, and, they, and they want him to stay. And he says, no, I'm not going to stay because it's so important to attend the Feast of Pentecost so I can remember who I am, so I can remember who I'm connected to, so I can remember why I do the things that I do. The Jew... The Jewish people had feasts, sacrificed, ritual in abundance, and of all kinds to remember who they were and what God had done. If you don't know where you come from and who you are, you'll never know where you're going. This is about remembering. This is about remembering today how the oaks have affected us. Let me tell you what these oaks have done. Now, if you hear Gene tell it, he lies a little bit. He says, I came to Owenton. The truth of the matter is, he came to Richmond, Kentucky and cherry-picked me. Didn't you? He came down there. I was in school. He said, Frank, when do you graduate from, from, from Eastern? I said, December. In February, I was in Owenton. Now, I had been traveling all over the country as a musician, playing clubs, playing festivals, playing fairs, playing concerts everywhere. Had two degrees in music. And God sent me to Owenton. For your, lo for your locals, it's Ointon. Not L.A., not New York, not Chicago, Ointon. Because I met them. In Ointon, I was trained in the ministry. The prophecy about that church was that, that people would be trained there and sent out. Trained because you couldn't go somewhere else or weren't called to go somewhere else. God wanted me trained, and He introduced me to these two people. This, this man thinks he's everybody's dad. It took me a while to realize that. But that's how, parents, that's how they approached me. But in Owenton, I was trained in the ministry. I wrote musicals, went to Kenya six times, pastored a church from there, planted others in this part of the state, all because I met these two people. This is about remembering where we come from, just like Paul attending the Feast of, of Pentecost in Jerusalem. And for those of you who don't know really where we come from, you're going to hear in the next few minutes where we come from. Amen. Hi, Jean and Charlotte. I'm so thankful and privileged to be a part of your special day. 
I'm so glad to be asked to contribute. I wish I could be there with you in person, but this is the next best thing. Just want to say how grateful I am for your investment into my life. Um, it's meant so much to me from the early age of 16, where you allowed me to, you invested in my life, allowed me to grow in leading worship and taught us to pray. Yeah, I love the Sunday night prayer meetings we had. You led me into the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was 16. You walked me down the aisle. You went through my father's death with us and was there for us. Both of you were there for us. Um, and have remained my friend through life and checked in on me to make sure I'm okay. That's a true pastor's heart. I'm so grateful for both of you. And 1 Corinthians 15, 58 talks about being steadfast and immovable. And um, I, it also says something about um, knowing that your, your work is not in vain. And I think that's the number one thing that was on my heart to communicate in this video is just that you know that your work has not been in vain. The investments in my life um, are real. I have a living, loving relationship with Jesus Christ and you all are a huge part of that. And I'm so very grateful. And I just celebrate with you today, your lives, and I thank you. And my life is richer because of knowing you. Love you guys. If, uh, if you say, uh, Pastor Pat, somewhere close to me, I'll turn around and look too. My name is Pat Murray, and uh, it is a, a joy to be able to be a part of this. And just so that I didn't actually tell a lie, Imogene, I love you too. Is that all right? I, in, um, in, in my life history, I go back further than any, any one of you with regard to the Weavers because Johnny Weaver was my football coach in the fifth grade. And I played in the Pee Wee Football League that Gene Weaver raised the funds and coordinated and started the Pee Wee Football Program in Boone County. And uh, I, I don't, do y'all consider Boone County part of Kentucky? Because there are people in the state that don't think Kenton, Campbell, and Boone County all belong in the state. They're southern Cincinnati. But, but for me, it, it was a joy to grow up in, in Boone County. And the Lord got a hold of my life. Um, in the summer of 1980, I'd struggled for three years and uh, just about killed myself and others. And then the Lord got a hold of my life, and I went to Ramah. And I didn't know the epistles from the apostles when I got there, but but it was a it was ordained that I that I would not only go out there, but that that when I would come back, the Lord spoke to me while I was out there and said, "Go home and get involved in a local church body." Well, Mom and Dad, Mike and Colleen Murray are are were traveling around doing all kinds of ministry, uh, one of which was in Owenton teaching on the fruit of the Spirit with plastic fruit, as I remember. And, uh, and my daddy went to, to heaven uh, a month ago, but their, their um, ministry branched all over the place. And so thankful, so, so thankful for uh, Gene and Charlotte opening up the door to them. Not only could they be a blessing to the lighthouse, but also encourage mom and dad along the way as well. But uh, when I got home, uh, I wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of folks that had gone to Ramah. Ramah seemed to be the place to be during that time. And I, I knew that I'd come home. I didn't know where to go. I just thought a local church body would be the place to go. And five churches opened up their door for me to be an associate pastor or some kind of something in their church. And within two weeks, I had five opportunities. So I wasn't asking God to open a door. I was asking him to close four. But the one that I felt so strongly to be a part of was in Owenton, Kentucky, which how many of you know that's not exactly the vacation capital of the world? And so, so Bone, you know all about it. And so, any case, so we, here we came, and um, at, at my, my first real eye-opening experience, of course, I knew Gene and Charlotte just a little, and... Uh, I, I guess the shoe, and I don't know, Kathy, maybe it was because I knew you and Billy and figured I would be safe with your mom. I don't know what it was. But I walked to the courthouse, and it was primer gray, and there was spit all over the place. I thought, where in the world have I gone? Owenton, Kentucky. And then I met Pat, Pastor Pat. He wasn't pastor anything back then. 
and and he started calling me Slick, and so I became Pastor Slick because I didn't look like I came from Owenton, I guess. But we did so many things together, uh, Pat and I. He wanted to go to Jimmy Swaggart's, and uh, Gene and I talked him out of that. I took him out to Raymond. He went out to Raymond and came back a different guy, or he would have been in Baton Rouge in the middle of an explosion back then if we hadn't saved your pastor. In the midst of it all, we had some of the greatest times of development and ministry being at, being at the Lighthouse. And I can't imagine, this is what I've, I've said this for years and years, but everyone, if you're going to be in ministry of any kind, but especially if you're going to be involved in pastoral ministry, everyone needs a Gene and a Charlotte Weaver in their life to start. When we went down, of course, you know, I came out of a, of a large world of ministry, and, and here I am in Owenton, 8,000 people in the whole county, and we would have not only great church, it wasn't good church, it was great church, but then we would have our Sunday night service, and we'd gather in that altar and pray. And then whatever the Lord said to do on Sunday night, we spent the next six days doing, and then we came back, had church, and had prayer meeting, and did the same thing the next week. The whole thing was just led by the Holy Spirit. If Gene felt like we were supposed to go see somebody, we'd hop in that Toyota truck, or no, it was a Datsun. Datsun truck. You probably still have it. No, it, it rusted apart. But we'd jump in that truck, and we'd go somewhere, and minister to somebody just because the Holy Spirit said to do that. And it was, every day was an adventure. He'd send us doing things, you know, I, I just opened up the door and said, you know, what, whatever the Holy Spirit says to do, fine. I think when we got there in August, uh, let's see, middle of August, we, we got there, I had 11 kids in our youth group. And in 10 months, we went from 11 kids to 65 kids. In, in 11 months, and I'll never forget Addie Rose Rankin's stone ground yeast rolls. You want to pack out a youth group, just have Addie Rose Rankin cook for you. It was amazing, but we, we just had such a, a, a great time walking by faith together. And you're an ins not only is, is Gene and Charlotte great teachers of God's Word because they're so hungry for the Word of God themselves, but a tremendous spirit-led witness no matter where they went, always bringing the Word, always eager to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Those Sunday night afterglows were life-changing. Um, and no matter where they go, they light up the room with their smile. Your Thank God for the leadership of the Holy Spirit, but I've met some, some Christians you had to look for their Christianity real close to find out if any of the fruit of the Spirit was in their life. I've never had to do that with you. You've always been right out there with whatever the Lord was pouring in. The Bible says a good man out of the good treasures, his heart's going to bring forth good things. And that's exactly what you've done in our lives. We, we were there just a little short of a year in Owenton, Kentucky. I can still remember the names, the personalities, and I've stayed connected to Gene for 37 years now. And it's been one of the great privileges of my life. Here's, here's my summary. These are the things that, that embody Gene and Charlotte Weaver, besides the, the investments that they've made in Jackie and I. By the way, the best thing I found while I was in Owenton was her. Four months after we got there, Jackie and I got married, and so it's easy to tell how many years ago. December the 18th, it'll be 37 years anniversary. But here, see, see if these things ring true to everyone in the room. Faith and love that work together. Worship, a desire for the presence of God. Vision. You've got to have a lot of vision to start in Kentucky. And look what you've done. Look what God has done. The number of people that you've touched. The ministerial association that you had, at least friends that you had. I don't know if you ever formalized that or not. The resourcefulness that you had. 
the impactful nature of the way even that you'd approach people at the grocery store or at the golf course, especially the golf course. Integrity. All of these things are, Gene and Charlotte Weaver to Jackie and I, I want you to know that we love you. We're here because we wanted to honor you. We're so thankful for you. And I pray if I had a glass, I'd toast and sing, he's a jolly good fellow and she's a jolly good daughter of God. <laughs> but I can tell you right now, you just deserve all the celebration we could possibly give. The Bible says to Mark, an honorable man, you're Mark today. Gene and Charlotte, uh, they asked me to make a little video and send for today. Sorry we couldn't be there. Uh, we'd love to be there with you guys to celebrate today, but just wanted to take a moment to say thank you so much for all that you've done over the years. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your direction uh, in my life and also in Dina's life after we got married. And uh, just uh, want to commend you today and celebrate the legacy. Uh, that you've left and just uh, say thank you for your obedience 40 years ago when you left your home in northern Kentucky and came to Owen County to begin the lighthouse. And you've uh, been my spiritual father for all these years and will continue to be so and uh, we just want to celebrate you guys today and uh, thank God for all he's done through you. I know there are many there in the service today that are in the ministry today because of the ministry and the obedience of Gene and Charlotte Weaver. And, and there are also many scattered around other parts of the world, churches and pastors, because of your obedience. So just from Dean and I today, we love you guys so very, very much. Proud of you, but more than that, just so glad to, to be able to call you our pastors, to call you our friends, and to thank you for just always being there for us. We love you. Hope you have a great day. Amen. Well, here's the thing. I don't really know you guys. Okay? You know that. But you don't have a clue how much what you did and what you've done has affected. My life and the lives of my family. You know, we talk about honor, which they've all given definitions. We know what honor is. The Bible says that we're all to honor each other. I mean, that's part of our legacy as Christians is to honor one another. But then we move over to that word legacy, which I don't even know if legacy is in the Bible. I don't even think the word legacy is in the Bible. But legacy is where we are today. That's where we are. And I happen to be a part of that legacy. You know, we did about the same things uh, in life when it came to ministry. Uh, we were searching in the mid to late 70s for, you know, who God was in, in, in real terms. You know, I was looking for what Acts chapter 2 talked about. You know, uh, I, I'd been preached to all my life and nobody ever preached Acts chapter 2 to me. But when they did, it changed me. And so we were then in the same vein, digging out the same stuff, going to the same meetings, looking for full gospel businessmen's meetings wherever we could find them, looking for miracles, looking for being slain in the Spirit, looking for anything that had to do with the side of God that was real. And so we were just hungry for the things of God like you guys were. And so... Consequently, you know, we wound up going to Ramah. You know, God called us into the ministry. And uh, we wound up doing many of the same things that you all did. We started a church in, in LaGrange, you know, by the name of Cornerstone. And the church is still running today. We pioneered that church, and it's operated. Uh, we were there for four years. And you know what? 
I ran up against a wall in that church. And I don't know if you ever run up against a wall or not. You know, you just you grow it to a place where uh, it, it just, you just bump up against a wall. There's some of the members of that Cornerstone gang in here. Raise your hands if you were part of that. That bunch right back there. Amen. They're part of that right there. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. That was in uh, 19 and... Uh, 88, 1988. And so from 88 to 92, we pastored that church. But I ran up against that wall, and I bailed. No big deal. But I found this guy who had been touched by you guys. Now I've been touched by him. You see where this is going? I've been influenced by people that have been influenced, by people that have been influenced by you. You understand how that works? Because this thing spreads out like a drop into a pond. It just radiates out like that. And it's still going today. I've got children and grandchildren who are involved in helping touch people's lives. I've got two grandchildren who are in uh, Moorhead College that are, well, I, I took them to Florida one time and I was looking for, for, for one of them and she was back in the bedroom, had figured out how to FaceTime her friends was having a Bible study, you know. But that's, that's, what, that's what's happened though. You've influenced them, they've influenced me, I've influenced them, and they've influenced their kids. So this thing goes on and on and on. And it's a lesson for us because when you honor God, that is returned to you. The Bible talks about the fact that when you honor others, you become honored. God will honor you. He'll honor what you're doing. And you'll touch people's lives you don't even know. And so, you know, <laughs> when I started off and said, I don't even know you guys. We only went to the lighthouse maybe once or twice. And I remember, I think I fell down in that, coming down that driveway trying to get to the church. It's on a hillside somewhere. There wasn't any lights in the parking lot. I, it was, but boy, once you get inside the door, it was all over. God was on the throne. Amen. So I want to, I want to just honor you and Charlotte. You, you're, you're blessed people who have been a blessing that's unspeakable. It's just an unspeakable blessing because we don't know where it's going to stop. And it won't really stop until Jesus comes. Amen? Amen. God bless you all. Hello, my name is Tim Shelton. This is my wife, Carol. We met in 1983. We'd known each other all of our lives, but we actually met and got to know each other in 1983 under Gene's ministry. Been asked... Uh, to say what Gene's obedience has meant. And truthfully, I've been thinking all week and I can't come up with anything. I've just been in thought all week. And when I look back at what his obedience meant and uh, on a, on a uh, May night, 1983, I went forward uh, to be sure. I mean, to get rededicated, saved, but I went forward and things went there. He married Carol and I in uh, uh, May 20th, 1989. But when I look back what his obedience has meant, I can't put it in any type of words because everything in my life, and please, please excuse me if uh, I start tearing up here, but everything in my life that, that's dear to me, my faith and my family is a direct result of uh, Brother Gene being obedient and coming to a little rural Owen County and, start, and, uh, and, and he and Charlotte and doing the ministry. Uh, when I look at my two wonderful uh, chil my children, uh, my wonderful daughter-in-law, and if I'm being braggadocious, that's only because they're the best boys in the world, and she's the best daughter-in-law in the world. And uh, two wonderful grandchildren. Uh, uh, as far as uh, being blessed, I can't, I can't hardly put that into words. Our every need that I can think of has been uh, supplied, and a lot of our wants have been supplied. I haven't figured out yet, and I might need to talk to Gene about this one. Is a John Deere tractor an actually a need or a want? I'm not sure yet. Uh, but as far as uh, 
what it meant to us. It's everything. I mean, I cannot comprehend what uh, life would be if Gene Weaver and Charlotte had not had not come to that uh, small small rural community and started the church. I mean, it's my whole life. It's uh, and uh, I should have had the nerve, but I didn't. But when we was going to church there, I was sick and tired of that song that Gene sang. I, I was all right with it the first couple thousand times he sang it. I am blessed, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning or I lay my head at rest, I am blessed. But when I look back on my life, I could not be blessed anymore. Uh, yesterday was wonderful. Today is real, real good. And tomorrow's going to be better. We're standing uh, in the, the next phase of our life, I guess, the barn that we built. And that this uh, barn is going to enable me I'm 58 years old. I know I look a lot younger, but I'm 58 years old. And from, uh, from that day until the day I die, I will be partnered up, Carol and I will, with our son doing sheltering farms. So the spiritual blessings have, all, uh, have been wonderful. The physical blessings has been unbelievable. Uh, if I could sing, Gene, I'd sing, I am blessed, I am blessed. And so instead of just thank you. That's, that's, what, that's all I can say is just thank you. So I agree with Tim. Also, you know, there's a scripture that talks about it's better to uh, obey. This, to, obedience is better than sacrifice. It's also a song by the late Keith Green. Uh, to obey is better than sacrifice. So we thank you for your obedience. Uh, but however, Gene and Charlotte, which I think it was a team ministry, um, I think you probably experienced both of those. I think you probably left a very comfortable life in Northern Kentucky. And so you did sacrifice as well as being obedient here. And I think your ministry, you will have no idea the depths that it goes to. It's going to be both tangible and intangibles. And neither, we can measure some of the tangibles, but not all of them. And the intangibles, you know, the spiritual growth we experience, the I'll never forget the Tuesday night prayer meetings where we did so much spiritual warfare battles and prayer. And I learned a lot from those Tuesday night prayer meetings from both of you. I appreciate that. Thank you. And then to continue on with the tangibles, you know, you've got so many ministries that were a part of, of your ministry there and that grew from your ministry there so many people that you touched and they're touching others and those ministries continue to touch and the individuals that grew both spiritually uh, from your ministry is just, we can't measure it. So thank you for your obedience to come to Little Oynton, Kentucky and grow the ministry that God called you to do. Thank you for your obedience. My name is Howard Williams. Okay, Gene, Charlotte, admittingly, it's been around 40 years now since I first stepped foot in the lighthouse. And admittingly, after I started going to the lighthouse, my life took a much different direction than it was going. I was going to go back to college in the, uh, in the spring and become a field geologist and probably wound up an agnostic or an atheist like a lot of the geologists are. But because of your all's obedience, everything in my life changed on the turn of a dime. And I want to thank you all very, very much for being there and being patient with me uh, all those years that I hung out there. And um, all I can say is God bless both of you. And thank you very, very much because our, all of our lives, many lives, not just mine, but many, many lives were not going in the right direction until the lighthouse started, and you begin to minister love and joy and peace, and you turned our thinking around. And glad to say that um, most of us stayed with the Lord. Thank you very much. <laughs> Howard's never spoken to a camera that clearly in his life. That was anointed. <laughs> Amen. Well, guys, it's bigger than the lighthouse. 
Thank God for the lighthouse. And there's a great song, Thank God for the Lighthouse. Now you think they wrote that about the lighthouse, but they wrote it about Jesus. But anyway, <laughs> your obedience. You know, what if Noah never built the ark? What if Esther never took her place to talk to the king? What if Mary had said no to the angel and said, you're supposed to have the baby? Y'all never said no. And I know it had to be painful at times. I'm an Owen County, and it, it, it can be painful at times. <laughs> but also, it was very, very rewarding. And um, I want to close out with this. Uh, Blaine, I want you to come up here in Christine. And uh, I want you to grab the mic. And... Uh, Bo, I apologize. I didn't know you was here. I saw your gray hair. Bo, I want you to come up here. Bill, Kathy, and all. All, all of Pastor Gene and Charlotte's family, physical family, would y'all stand? All, everybody came down here. Oh, oh, look at this guy. Look here. Look here. Give them a hand clap. Now, thank you guys. Uh, Bo's a pastor. Pastor. Yep. They all know each other. But anyway, successful church. You guys have a great church now in any way. But I'm going to stand between you because I, I know how you can get excited. Okay. I have a gift for him. My whole thing takes about two or three minutes, okay? We'll I'm going to sing a song first, and then I'm going <laughs> to yeah. half of a song, and then a couple comments. Once I was lost in sin's degradation, Jesus came down brought me salvation he gave his life to ransom my soul now I belong to him turn her mic on now I belong to Jesus Jesus belongs to me not for the years of time alone Jean and Charlotte but for eternity your favorite song amen <laughs> Kentucky Union Kentucky I had you waving to the Lord. Next thing I knew, you'd got the Holy Ghost. Next thing I knew, you invited me to an open-air concert in Sparta. And the first thing I said was, it's good to be in Sparta area. I can tell there's a whole lot more area than Sparta. Amen. <laughs> then in August of 80, we had a three-day revival at that house church. I'm Holy sorry. Ghost people. There's more to it. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just a couple comments here. I'm just aggravated. Holy Ghost meeting. Oh, my Lord. There's throwing chairs. And I mean, Lord, the gift of the Holy Ghost flowed that night. What a time we had. Speaking of the Holy Ghost, this man and woman have been responsible for hundreds of people receiving the baptism in the Holy Amen. Ghost. Amen. Gift of laying on of hands. When you move to Owenton, we love to kid you a lot and say, Green Acres is the place for me. <laughs> anyway, remember we used to kid you about that anyway. Anyway, and one thing you always said, Gene, you were always saying this to somebody, you're supposed to do this. Supposed to. I believe the Spirit of God is speaking to you. You're supposed to. And then I heard other people in your church would say, I believe we're supposed In other words, they were sensitive to the Spirit of God, listening to the Spirit of God. And we all want to thank you today for doing everything that you were ever supposed to do. Thank you, buddy. Amen. Pastor Bo, I'm going to talk about his parents. And Bo Weaver, he and Janet have been pastoring since 1979, Northern Kentucky? 1981, to be exact. Yes, Amen. thank you. Pat, I want to thank you for uh, putting on this gracious service to honor the others as well as my dad and Charlotte and thank you Pat and Jackie and Blaine and Christine for being here today. Um, 
I didn't know if I'd say, share anything, so I'm not as well prepared as you guys. You, you did a splendid job, and, uh, and now I feel completely uh, unprepared. <laughs> but I can say that I've known Gene Weaver longer than you, Pat. <laughs> so, uh, but, I, but I haven't known him longer than his baby sister, Sally, and his sister, Sandra. And, and so anyway... Um, I'm in the ministry today, and I'm following the Lord today because of my dad and Charlotte. After they were uh, brought into a newfound kind of relationship with the Lord through the Holy Spirit, they were unashamed to talk to me about the Lord. And I was far from God when they began to talk to me. And, and uh, of course, I'd grown up in my dad's home, and we'd gone to church periodically, but um, we talked a whole lot more about sports than we did about spiritual things. But for some unknown reason, every time I came around him at this particular point in time, all he could do was talk to me about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and miracles, what God was doing. And um, I believed in God, and I believed that Jesus came and died for our sins, but I hadn't seen a whole lot of evidence of God doing a lot in the earth, and so I kind of adopted the attitude of, you know, he's up there, we're down here, uh, we'll see him one day, and uh, that'll be nice. In the meantime, just live however you want, you know, it'll be all right. But that changed when my dad just began to talk to me all the time about Jesus. I was 19 years old, and... Um, and I started investigating because of the changes that I saw in your lives. And, um, and you did it just perfectly. You shared, but you didn't push. You were always there for conversations, spiritual conversations. And uh, there was a time, I don't know if you know this or not, but when I first began to open my mind to the thought of, taking a relationship with God seriously, I threw out one of these fleeces. I don't know if I even knew what a fleece was at the time, but I said, God, if you, if you want me to go to church this week, have someone invite me to come to church. I felt pretty safe because nobody invited me to church up to that point in my life, but just about every Sunday afternoon, Dad, you would call me and say, you want to go to church tonight? And I would have to go because I had thrown that fleece out to the Lord. And um, that was part of the process of me coming to faith in the Lord, surrendering completely to the Lord, which I finally did. It took, a, it took several months, but then that, that time came. And then after that, of course, I went off to Bible school. You ended up, you and Charlotte, starting the church in Owenton. And um, after I came back and I was involved in youth ministry for about a year, um, I felt like the Lord was calling me to start a church. I'd seen what God had done in such a short amount of time. They made it look so easy. I thought, I guess I can do it too. And I learned very quickly, it wasn't as easy as you made it look. And um, you guys are natural pastors, without a doubt. It seemed like every time I'd talk to my dad, he was coming from a hospital or from a jail. I remember one time he said, well, I had to go get so-and-so out of jail. I said, well, what were they in jail for? Oh, he beat a guy about half to death. And I thought, Dad, that's why they build jails, for people like that. I'd feel safer if you wouldn't be getting them out, okay? But that was, you just thought that's what a pastor does. You, go, you visit people at the hospital, you get people out of jail. And, uh, and, and you try to help them get their life turned around. But you provided an amazing model of a pastor, and you still do. And, um, and you are a dad to so many people, and I'm just so blessed to say that you're my dad. Love you. Thanks, brother. Amen. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. That's special. Praise God. I thank God for the, the weavers. I thank God for those five families that joined together out of that Bible study and uh, Lighthouse Church formed. And I just thank God that, as Pastor Dave said, there's no understanding till heaven of the depth of how far this thing has went. And I look around this room and I see people I've known 40-some years all the way back to this and people got along the way. And, and um, 
I'm, uh, it's 1221, and I'm going to be as honest as I can today. I'm hungry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we got a great meal prepared. We want everybody to stay. Um, we're going to release it just in a couple minutes to go back, and then at 1.30, we're going to have a concert here with the Bowmans. Amen. About, and, and the kids are coming. Luke and Tiff are coming, so it's a reunion. We want everybody to come back in here as soon as we get through. But before we do that, I think we ought to end with this. The Bible teaches about honor, esteeming, highly, respecting with, with a, a great attitude. The Bible talks about giving of time and attention. And again, I would have never been involved with you or my family if my mother and my father, my Aunt Ruth, my Uncle Bob, if these people hadn't brought us up, me and my sister and brother, to that point. I mean, we could have been gone sideways. So the honor here today to, to Mom and Aunt Ruth and, and to Shauna and, to, and especially Pastor Jean and Charlotte. But I want, to, I want to give us an opportunity to honor them with seed in their life. How many, how many knows to hear, when you sow into honor, you receive honor, as Pastor Dave taught us. And how many knows it's a great time to sow financially into their life? You're sitting there thinking, well, you know, they're past 30. Do they need any money? We always be blessed. How many say amen? Because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to cap on the back of Bo. They're pastors at heart. Whatever they get, they're going to seed to other people. So we're going to receive today, and I need uh, one of those uh, different colored envelopes, guys. Come on up here, Mike. This, this, is going to be, this is going to be for our special offering for Pastors Gene and Charlotte. So everybody... Everybody hold up a hand and wants a blue envelope. Just everybody hold up your hand. You don't want to miss a chance. This is like investing in Google before it got high. Anyway, or Amazon. If you don't know what that is, well, we'll help you out. Amen. This is for the Weavers. Make it out to the church, Family Worship Center. We're going to bless them. We're going to bless them. Everybody just, and just be a blessing over it. Father God, I thank you today as we sow. We honor Pastors, G Pastors Gene and Charlotte. And it was, as Carol said, a team ministry. Father God, I thank you the first time I saw Miss Charlotte teach, I thought, my God, a woman can get behind the pulpit. This is neat. Amen. So, Father God, I think it was a team that you put together that put points on the board and produced uh, all of us, Lord. We thank you for that. So, Father, I thank you today for everyone here, and I thank you as we sow, we sow into the kingdom that their life would continue on and their best days are ahead and the seed would be a blessing unto them and they would go out blessed from this place in Jesus name amen now our regular tithes and offerings you guys know you all know the scoop on that the regular tithes and offerings if you need an offering envelope this is for church family not you know you, if you're a guest here this is our regular tithes and offerings hold up your hand if you need an offering envelope real high this is family worship center people real high today or if you're giving online you know the you know how we do it put online and uh, it's um you can give text to give and all that stuff that's that's our regular you can put them in together but pastors gene and charlotte are blue special offering for them today pastors gene and charlotte are blue and family worship center center is regular uh in our regular envelopes and pastor gene charlotte y'all want to say anything at the end here you want to comment or, or did you and pastor gene's always got a good comment keep getting the feeling I should go climb in a coffin somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I am so honored and I thank all of you. We've had a wonderful life. It's been good. Sure, times got hard, but the joy of the Lord just stayed with us. And I'm just so appreciative of all of you. Most of all, I just thank God because I am blessed. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Pastor Gene and Charlotte, amen. Here's how we're going to be dismissed. My mom, my Aunt Ruth, that bunch, and Pastor Gene and Charlotte, and anyone related to them, I'm going to release them first to go on and go into the gym and get seats at the table. And we'll pray over the food. And the rest of us, go in. Go in and find your seat. And then we'll get you up to the food. Don't wait in line out here. We want everybody to come. we got a lot of food. 
and we, we've, got, uh, we've got a full hour and five minutes to eat and fellowship and have a good time, and then we come in here at 1.30 and, and have a concert with the Bowens. How many say amen? amen? Father, thank you for our food. Okay, guys, y'all can go ahead too and pass the buckets. Father, we thank you for our food today. We thank you for those who prepared it. Father, we thank you for the food of the word. Father, you've been so good to us. You've been so gracious to us. And Father, I thank you today that we can be reminded to honor all the oaks in our life. All the people, Lord, not perfect, but strengthened. Those who have given us grace, those who have given us shade, those who have given us something to lean into and lean on. So Father God, it's a day of honoring those and we give you praise for that. And we thank you as you remind us, Lord, just a note, just a text, just a call, just a visit, just anything, anointed of the Holy Spirit, to thank them for all they've done and all they're still going to do. Father, we thank you for years ahead for my mother, my aunt, for the weavers. And I thank you they're not done. They're not finished. Matter of fact, the legacy will expand as they share the love, the word of God, and as they pass down to us mantles of grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. So Pastor Gene and Charlotte and your family, if you all just go exit and go back there and find, find you a seat, and Mom and um, Aunt Ruth and, and that family, go ahead. Amen. And we've got a song to go out on, guys, right? Yep, we've got a, a song to go out on. We think it's very appropriate. Let's all stand. They're going to get to their places. Please, we encourage everybody to stay and eat, and you sure don't want to miss the concert because it's going to be great so here's the song we're going out on and uh, turn to your neighbor and say this has been fun today uh, g give your neighbor a hug say you're an oak amen praise God you're strong and blessed and encouraged